welcome ladies and gentlemen to another podcast episode of insights by outsiders the one stop shop podcast about everything from the first ipm batch at dorms nathur alright today i have my first post it made with me today because the person sitting beside me has a lot of accomplishments i couldn't fit on one paper right now she has been an author she is a wildlac fellow one of the members which is completely central to outside access the foundation and on top of all of that she's a current student at iit madras studying bs in data science i wanted to welcome skandhita dewari or et as we like to call her to the podcast welcome thank you all right so right now uh, we wanted to get into your you know experiences about the ngo like we had for so long so uh, you had gone to this place called rani khet where you ended up you know working with an ngo having a social impact you know leaving a lot of imprints with your memories the places you went and you saw the impacts you created the work you did the people you met and the relationships you built that's been a central you know impact of everybody in the batch but yours was essentially even more integrated because you're the one of the people that you know went to the hills for your you know internship experiences so what was your whole exposure like all right so as far as going to the hills is concerned i don't think that's much of a new thing for me because i am from the hills and panicate <laughs> sure. in itself is not like very far away from the place where i stay but i think the experience in itself if you ask me to describe it i think all ups and downs but at the end of it i think great memories learning lessons and i think i had two of the wonderful people with me in the shitai nishikai great people and it was it was actually amazing and i think at the end of it the best thing was that you get learning lessons out of the things you realize what kind of a privileged life you live and how difficult it is for some of the people there something as something as small as let's say waste management system that's not developed there and then we live here with like a beautiful campus lush green campus so i think the one thing which if i if you ask me what is the one thing which i learned around the all of it was that you don't realize how privileged the life you live until you go out of your comfort zone and actually mm. step into a place where you see that okay people there they're actually not having it and still they are happy mm. so i think that is the biggest learning for me so let's say you had to introduce umang as a foundation or as an ngo to the entire world in this one stop shop sentence what would you say all right so umang for itself umang is basically uh, umang mahila producers company hmm. uh, initially uh, there was this organization called the grassroots foundation and which was started by anita paul and kalyan paul about i say 30 35 years ago basically to make sure that the people who are living in the hills they get the value for their crops they have good water facilities and they were providing them with seeds and today those are the farmers which are actually uh, you know the ones who are the seeds and the crops which are being grown there today they are actually the actually the ones which are a result of what was sown 30 years ago right so that's one secondly umang is basically like a subsidiary of all of it so umang is run by self help women of the self help groups and there are about 1500 self help groups associated with it uh, apart from that umang has four verticals we talk about honey they talk about seasonal products uh, or food preserves they talk about him khadya and eventually the knitwear so umang is basically um, uttarakhand's women the kumauni women a place a platform for them to um, let's say rule the world and just show the world that you know the people there the women there they are so uttarakhand basically has always had this history of being uh, not being that uh, patriarchal as a as a state you can call it so when we talk about umang umang is for the women of uttarakhand it is the place to present to the world that you know sustainable living and sustainable solutions they come from your grassroots they come from you know those indigenous women there who have been there for years and years and continue to live there despite all odds so that's what among is 
going into going into the specifics of this i remember uh, when the list for this all these ngos came out we had i think about 100 100 ngos that we had to choose from and it whittled down to the top 20 that we had to apply for right so what went through your mind before you thought you know this should be the ngo i should apply for this should be the one that we should be my top choices to get into in this place all right so i think um, i can classify the reasons to be two the mm. first being that i've grown in the hills i have i have my farmhouse in the hills and all of this mm. places and i've seen the conditions i've seen the women there and i've seen how resilient and gritty those women are but mm. what they lack is a platform and an opportunity to present what they are doing in front of the world and umang is one platform which is actually providing them that place to showcase the world like there was uh, there were women there who had been representatives in the united nations telling the world about how magnificent and beautiful our culture is and our history is and our resources are and how we are able to live that sustainably so i think that is one thing which inspired me the most secondly being an all all women run organization from top to bottom you just find everything being done by women alone and it mm. might not be they might not be highly educated women mm. and that's all right what works there for them is they are passionate about what they are doing and i think that is something which derived inspiration and i won't deny being the the fact that it was close to home so like right so like you said there were four verticals that you were talked about in umang uh why don't you explain you know a little bit more about how the work setting how the how the culture itself in umang is when you went to work all right so umang in itself as i already mentioned is an all women organization top hmm. to bottom run by women so umang basically has four verticals right we have honey we have the food preserves we have him khadya and then we have the knitwear so starting with honey honey is something which uh, so basically they get the honey combs from let's say the local farmers and the honey cultivators around and then there's this entire processing unit which they have which takes about 2 to 3 hours to prepare let's say 25 bottles of honey and then they pack it they seal it and then they put it in the shop which is on the middle floor um then we have the knitwear so the room where which we were allotted that was basically the knitwear room wherein they were like uh, providing orders to fab india there were orders to other local vendors etc and then tagging them making sure that like the level of precision at which they worked with so um when you knit there is they made sure there was not even a difference of 1 cm there they were like so precise with it mm. so i think that is something which struck out for me so there were like numerous women coming around and we even went to uh, a lot of field visits wherein mm. they were distributing the wool they were collecting all the let's say the knitwear which they had prepared making sure it was nice and clean making sure they were washing it they were steam ironing before they were putting it in the store all of that um then we have the food preserves so food preserves basically include you have all the jams you have all the chutneys and all the pickles which have been made and i think we were quite fortunate uh, Um, because when we went they were actually preparing those apricot jams and mm. i can't describe but those apricots were so tasty and so delicious because right from the trees like fresh mm. reached right in the morning and then mm. we reached there around i think 9 o'clock or something and then we just went there all smelling of like nice fruity smell and then you saw women sitting there making sure they clean the apricots they measured it they removed the ones which can't be used because they're bad in quality so hmm. a perfect quality check a perfect perfect hygiene check hmm. and then we also got these small goodies about those food preserves oh so that and then finally we had him khadya so him khadya is a part of it which talks about pulses which talks about flour which talks about all these um, other other let's say food products let's say the chamomile tea and all of that and then the production of that the packaging of that and all of this is actually so there are two ways how umang sells it the first one being where in the sellet via the online store and second being the store, the shop which they have on site so that is where all of it is sold so that's how the whole thing functions and that's the mechanics of it i feel like uh, just by listening to it all i can see that umang has a very very strong supply chain yes uh, what i found very fascinating was so 
even though Umang is based in Uttarakhand and then the primary stakeholders there are women of Uttarakhand, so uh, let's let's make it easy for everyone to understand. So there is there is Umang as an organization, but Umang as an organization does not keep the profit. Hmm. The profit is being distributed to the 1,500 SHG women who are there. Hmm. So all the women are equal stakeholders to Umang as Umang is to them. That's why there is this strong interbound and strong connection between them. Hmm. And then uh, while we have women from Uttarakhand, there is also supply. Let's say the chamomile tea or let's say the apricots or the apples because they make jellies as well or the guavas or the pears they come from Himanchal Pradesh and Pradesh also and then there are fruits which are supplied from and let's say tea and there's this mm. special variety of rice which comes from the northeast so they basically have a very good and very strong supply system also as far as you talked about the consumer base I remember sitting down with Nishita and then just uh, figuring out this consumer list and then like sorting out all the emails and all of it and uh, I mean, it was. It did become quite a tedious task separating all of that in Excel at a point of time. But then mm. we did eventually come out to around 3,500, 4,000 regular customers, which they have, and right. a proper online database for all of them mm. with their addresses, with their phone numbers. So I think Umang has a very, very strong foundation, and it's like a very, very nicely. Uh, I think uh, the consumer base and the consumer satisfaction. I think that is something which is like very strong. Alright, now that we've seen like how they've made, made a well-functioning supply chain, gotten around 1500 SHGs women and also figure out a way to have their revenue distributed in this case that, have, that can be profitable and helpful for everybody. I wanted to figure out what your day-to-day -day looked like at, at Umangan itself because I know uh, from like personally talking to you that you ended up having you know, renting a house there and you figured out a way to stay there for 45 days, you know, get into the whole ecosystem. You had to walk sometimes all the way to the headquarters and come back. Sometimes you get, you know, had transport. So walk me through your day-to-day -day activities that happened there. Alright, so I think um, typically if you think about it, our day was supposed to begin at 7am but then the day would begin at 9 because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> obvious reasons. And then I think... Um, so, if you talk about Raniket specifically, Raniket is uh, Raniket as a village has uh, is known as the village of people with surnames as Adhikari. So all the mm. people there are Adhikari, mm. and then the person who would deliver our food would was known as Balam Adhikari. But then we would mm. call him Balu Bhaiya, and then Nishita improvised it to Billu Bhaiya. So first thing in the morning would be a call to him because he would supply us with food. Mm. So call for breakfast over there. Mm. We would get to breakfast. Um, we had to report by 10, 30, 11. So. Mm. As you already rightly mentioned, that uh, the place where we were staying, that was actually uh, quite far away. I would say around two, two and a half kilometers away because we were kind of in the city center because uh, the standalone building of Umang, it is in this place called Neni, between Neni and Kalika. So that is like uh, secluded from the main area. So that's why we decided to stay in the main city or the main, uh, the place where we stayed was Machkhali, which is on the outskirts of Raniket. So we would just wait there for the bus or wait there for the Jeep and then trying to negotiate the prices with the drivers because mm -hmm. they would realize that these people are not from here so like tricking us or something on some days mm -hmm. but then us fighting back that no you know this is the fare which you need to pay you can't just take any amount that you want and all of that then we would reach the organization usually by 11 mm. uh, they would the routine of the day would be going there making so we would be assigned tasks for the day let's say we have to work on excel let's say we need to work on their marketing let's say we have a particular field visit someday so specific timings for that let's say we need to sit there with the uh, women who are working in the knitwear or let's say we need to help out in the store or maybe see how the chamomile tea and all of that is happening i remember there was this workshop which was being conducted in the middle of it so sometimes going through that seeing how that's functioning and all of that so i think the daily work was mostly centered in the building and then we would also go out for field visits i think twice a week maybe and then after that coming back home let's say around 
five again fighting for a right fighting mm. or sometimes walking right, right? so right. taking like just making sure that the view, the view so mm. the hills and it has this mesmerizing view with the fog coming in through the hills so clicking pictures walking back and then again just making sure that you are done with all the tasks that you were supposed to do and then starting the day again right um so going a little bit deeper into the shg portion and the field visits portion i would didn't really want to know about this because uh you have a 1500 strong group of people who you have to essentially organize in an organ an organized sector right uh even though that the fab india portion uh, let's say the, the retail market is very much organized the back end of it has to be in, in a format where a lot of people have not been you know addressed with this industry before uh how, why don't you walk me through how uh Umang in itself as an NGO got these people together, and how your ROs helped in that, so like we can have a better better idea about the organization itself. Yes, so Umang basically was started by Umang was. the beginning of umang was from this shg there was one standalone shg which was started by uh, this woman called sunita kashyap which is the oldest woman as the working woman there she's she has been with the organization for about 35 years now she started her own shg which was called umang and then people realized and people believed in the idea of the shg and they found value in the whole system of shgs and trust in the brand which grassroots was providing them because grassroots still it might be on the verge of closing itself down grassroots as the stand alone organization but then grassroots still has its back so they found trust in the system and they believed in the system so this one initial organization started by sunita kashyap and everyone joined in because they believe that if we are there together we can find fight out a lot of things let's say hmm. whether it be something as something like patriarchy to something as let's say small as making sure you want to build something in your house you want to build let's say a way hmm. towards the toilets you want to build a biogas plant you need money for that how are you going to get that money you don't want to go out and grab loans every time you right. need something from your own right and also the best part about an shg is um, especially when it comes to in terms of finances shg pro the shg body so they have this uh, unified bank account that is providing them loans at minimal interest rates and also the time duration for them to return that loan and the terms and conditions they are very simple so mm. the hassle of going to the banks is reduced they are not dependent and they are getting the money for what they are supplying you let's say they are knitting it out so they make sure that they are delivering it on time they get the money and then on the propose on the basis of let's say proportionate system they get loans out of it so all of that is very simple for them and i think um Sunita Kashyap I think she is an amazing woman. We had this interaction with her so the last day which we were there uh, she took us out towards uh, she took us in the woods the three of us and she was telling about herself and her family and how she started the whole thing and how she was just 18 with a daughter and like she was eight, I think she was 18 when she got married and she had a daughter and then she uh, she had not completed her education she was still in college and she just started this organization because she wanted to do something and she wanted to build something and create something that helps her and helps everyone inspire uh, and inspire everybody so i think that is something very inspirational all right i think we should now get to a more informal part of the conversation where we are going to you know have a little rapid fire session with like let's say i'm going to ask you a question limited answer to like a word or a phrase or whatever we feel like is going to you know culminate your whole portion there all right so to conclude your whole experience over there what is the one word that comes to your mind when i say I would say eventful. Eventful, sure. I mean, sure. The the hills and the the, the whole picturesque location made it, you know, very eventful in itself. All right. So, if there was one word you want to describe or, or like introduce the world to your NGO, what would it be? I think um, sustainability mm. and uh, women and collect collective effort of women. I think that stands collective out. Collective effort of women. Good answer. 
all right so getting into the final concluding portion of the podcast in itself uh now you have spent 45 days you have spent some quality time with billu bhaiya now there has also been your ros you've interacted with work you've done excels you've created numbers you've crunched and field which you've gone to now the 45th day was the part where you're talking about where you had you know a lot of coffee you figured out and talked to your friends and had a lot of fun what was your journey back from ranikhet to your home like for me i think the journey was a daunting and a subtle realization while you walked so so the way to come in, coming back to um, nainital which is my hometown you you go through this road and you see umang right in the mm. middle of it mm. and um, as we walk crossed it it just hit me very hard that you know you are living a very very privileged life mm. the fact that the idea that we have something as small as we have our own beds here on even on campus we have our own beds we have a table and a chair to ourselves there are so many people there who would be like 10 people sleeping in a room being happy because eventually being happy despite all odds they might not have electricity they might not have good waste disposable mechanisms they might not have like small things let's say this cup for the, for example they might not have things of privilege right mm-hmm. but then they might have to climb up let's say 2 kilometers to reach their house and to reach to a biogas plant but the fact that they still do all of it and they are happy at the end of it i think the idea that we have a lot of things but then you don't realize the importance of the things that you have until you see the people who don't have it and still being happy about it i think that is something which i really thought about in the fact that be happy for what you have and not take anything that you have for granted i think that was my biggest learning from the internship right so humility in itself as 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 a, as a great value to have in this case as well okay so to culminate everything i wanted to you know get your last inputs about your final you know internship at experience at umangalai so you have now figured out your ros we've talked a little about them themselves you figured out the work you've done from the part of social you know welfare in itself whether you've you talked about the knitting portion to be there the part that into fab india so the apricots portion or let's say you have had asgs which you've interacted with your final takeaways in itself were including let's say humility and you know getting getting a better wholesome view of life and a holistic portion of life where you'd also very mindful about the environment that you're in because uh, even in this case helping your community out in this case was essentially one of the major major reasons that we ended up doing this internships all right i wanted to congratulate you for completing this whole internship portion and coming for this podcast thank you for that as well we're going to be back again very soon with yet another speaker yet another ngo and yet another fascinating story stay updated for the same by insights by outsidex mm-hmm.